We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast what's happening everybody happy friday happy packers game day more importantly welcome into the pack a day podcast i'm your host andy herman you can follow me on twitter at andy herman nfl you can follow the podcast at pack a day podcast it's not quite regular season football yet but it's as close as we get in August, and it is a legitimate Packers game, even if it is preseason. Packers, Bengals, I can't wait. I'm sure if you guys are listening to a 365-day-a-year Packer podcast that is specifically titled Packers, Bengals pregame show or whatever I end up titling it, I don't know. But if you're watching that, you're probably going to be keeping a close eye on the game tonight as well. So what I want to do is kind of go over what I'm going to be looking at, some of the you know predictions, inactives, and all, all the things that I think are going to go into this game that I think are going to make it enjoyable to watch for us as Packer fans. So let's jump into it right away. My Packers Bengals preseason week one preview. What more could you possibly ask for again in a early August matchup? So first of all, I am going to be keeping an eye on who's active, who's not active, and and ultimately who's not playing in this game for Green Bay. So I think we can probably predict a good chunk of these, right? The players that have not been practicing and are not healthy, Eric Stokes, Jake Hansen, Ennis Gaines, and uh, Lou Nichols, probably not going to be playing in this game. I suppose it's within the realm of possibility that maybe Hansen, Gaines, or Nichols could have a recovery and just be ready to go. My guess is that they would give them another week before playing since they haven't practiced all week. So I would expect those four to be out. We also have seen Rashawn Gary, of course, is limited. He is in no way, shape, or form going to play in this game. And then Josiah DeGuara, even though he returned to practice against the Bengals on Wednesday, he also was limited, did not do team drills. I would not expect to see him either. Cannot imagine any situation or scenario. Well, let me rephrase that. I guess I would not expect David Bakhtiari to play in this game. Now, that being said, 
Jordan Love is going to play in this game, and who would you probably ideally like protecting Jordan Love's blind side if he's going to be in there? And if it is going to be like 15-ish snaps, probably two series, maybe even less than that, I guess there could be a world in which they say, hey, let's let's get you know Bakhtiari some game action as well, and we'll put him out there for those 15 snaps and we feel comfortable with that. I wouldn't, and I'd be pretty darn surprised if they did that. Even with Love out there, I think they'll feel comfortable enough with Yash Nyman playing left tackle, Zach Tom playing right tackle, and still having Jenkins, Myers, and Runyon out on the field. And that's that's basically a, a starting five that they rolled with, especially when Bakhtiari's been you know out and those sort of things. So I think they're going to feel good enough with that. Again, maybe within a slight realm of possibility with Jordan out there that they want Bakhtiari out there with him. But my guess is Bakhtiari won't play. And again, if it were me, I would not play him in any games up until the regular season uh, just to make sure that he is staying rested and not having any reason for any potential flare-up or injury concern with that knee. And then I would also expect Jair Alexander not to play. Let's call that superstar rest. There's no reason to play Jair in this game. Absolutely none. I don't even know that the Bengals' top receivers are going to play in this game, so I'm not sure how much it would do for Jair. You know, he's obviously had some shoulder issues in the past. He looks phenomenal, and I mean phenomenal so far in camp. So there's just no reason to put him out there. And, and furthermore, they put Carrington Valentine in his spot all week at starting corner, basically indicating to us that he is not going to play in this game, that they're getting the, the players who are going to play ready to play. So again, Stokes, Hanson, Gaines, and Nichols, Gary, Deguara, Bakhtiari, and Jair. Those are the players I'm, I'm fairly certain are not going to be playing in this game. And then you've got maybe a Kenny Clark or an Aaron Jones that I could potentially see them resting as well. There could be a player that has a nick or a bruise or an injury that they maybe keep a, a little bit of a you know closer tab on. Maybe Grant DuBose is a player who could potentially not play since he's just making it back. But I would expect there to be a fairly good participation in this game overall. Probably 80 plus guys playing. And I think that's going to make this a really fun game as we go back and evaluate and see all these players getting snaps on the field. So looking forward to it from that aspect. Um, then the next question becomes, all right, Jordan Love, these starters, how much action do they actually play in this preseason game? And I did a full episode a couple weeks ago of how this is a no-win situation for every single NFL head coach in the league. You don't play your guys in preseason. And we see, especially in Green Bay, how that has affected some of their week one performances. They have been ugly, and I mean ugly, in the Matt LaFleur era in week one. And so if you're not taking the preseason seriously and getting your guys ready to go, it's probably going to affect you. And that is a big time NFC North matchup, Packers-Bears week one, and you want to be prepared for that. At the same token, you can't lose anything, uh, excuse me, you can't win anything in the preseason, but you can lose a lot. You can lose starting caliber players that you need all season long to ACL injuries in the preseason. So there's no perfect answer here, but my my guess is that, you know, we've kind of heard Jordan Love probably going to play the first couple series. I would expect that to be for the majority of the starters pretty much across the board. Now, could a guy like Zach Tom and Quay Walker, Devontae Wyatt, some of the younger second year guys play a little bit longer than that? Yeah. And I think we will see some of that. I think, you know, there, there's a difference obviously between you know, some of the established starters and some of the guys that are still trying to come into their own and make a name for themselves. So I think some of the starters could go a little bit longer than that, but your big name players, Elton Jenkins, Aaron Jones, Kenny Clark, even if, if they do play, I think you're going to see those guys, you know, two series and out along with Jordan Love. So that's my expectation going in. I do think it's possible 
that if all of a sudden like the the first two drives are like three and out, three and out, that you could see Jordan and the offense on for another drive. I also think it's possible that if Jordan goes down and puts together a 14 play, 85 yard touchdown drive to start the, or whatever, 14 play, 80 yard drive to start uh, the, the game, I think that could just be it for him too. So don't necessarily focus on series quite as much as, you know, potentially the how many plays and what the outcome is. If it's bad, they might get a third series. If it's really good on the first, they might not even get a second. But expect somewhere around two series for the, the starters that do actually play in this game. All right, next, I kind of wanted to go over my expectations for this game. And I was asked uh, on a podcast recently, like, what am I going to be watching for with Jordan Love and what are my expectations in this game for Jordan Love? So the very first thing is just going to be some of the, the jitters. And no, this isn't the first time he has started a preseason game. Aaron missed you know preseason games in the past and Jordan took the starting mantle from him in those games. So it's not like this is something entirely new for him. But I did note in that very first training camp practice that he was the guy at quarterback number QB1 Aaron's out of town it did seem like he you know he missed a couple throws in that practice and maybe had some of those first day jitters which is totally normal and understandable for for that sort of situation right and then family night the first handful of passes at family night were a little bit off and awry. And I think he may have had some, you know, a little bit of jitters there too that may have led to a couple of those inaccuracies to start the game. And then as the game went on, he settled down, ended the, the family night five for five, etc. So I want to see, again, this is his first time preseason being QB1. The expectations are through the roof and, and you know, what everyone wants to see from Jordan Love and his first time as a starter in year four, everyone's watching him. Can he handle those jitters in this game a little bit better and hit some of those passes that are open down the field? So that's going to be number one. I want to see him play with confidence and and a calmness about him. He's got a great demeanor. It is a calm demeanor overall, but I think we have seen a few jitters from him so far this training camp. Number two is don't force it. There is a strong chance, and it's not a guarantee. We have seen teams in preseason be a little bit aggressive in the past, but there is a strong chance that we see a ton of vanilla defense from the Cincinnati Bengals team. And if that's the case, you can probably expect a ton of two high safeties or a lot of cover four, whatever they want to run, where they're going to make it so that, you know, it's it's simple and it's easy, um, but they're not going to allow those big explosive plays down the field, right? And if that's the case, you know, you can get a little uh, trigger happy at times where you're sick of just checking it down, checking it down, checking it down, handing it off, checking it down, etc. And you can start wanting to take some shots down the field. You got to take what the defense is giving you. If they're giving you those easy, easy completions, take them. And I will say, Jordan's done a tremendous job so far in taking what the defense is giving them, not forcing plays. But I want to see that continue. And I can, those, you know, the burden of expectation can catch up with you sometimes as a starter where everyone's wanting you to make these big time throws and, and like show what you're capable of. And you might want to start forcing things because all you've been able to do is complete little swing passes and little dump downs. But if that's what the defense is giving you, that's what you have to take. And don't try to force it just for the sake of wanting to put that highlight level throw on tape. What more likely is going to happen is it's going to be a highlight, but it's going to be an interception or a you know diving incompletion, whatever the case may be. Um, so take what's there. Don't force it. And like I say, he's done a great job of that in camp. And I just want to see that continue in this game. Number three is make the layups. That's really what I want to see from Jordan. And whether it is the check down, the swing pass, an easy crossing route, a quick out, whatever it may be, when those passes are open, let's see the layups get get you know get taken care of and get executed. I you know if if there's a you know 50 yard throw down the field in a contested catch situation and it's a little bit off, that's going to happen. All right, 
Those things are going to take time. We saw Aaron struggle massively last year with deep ball accuracy through the entirety of the regular season. So those things are hard to complete, and I'm not expecting everything to be perfect on day one of preseason. But if you've got some easy throws over the middle of the field and a quick out, whatever it may be, I want to see those converted. I, I don't want to see inaccuracies on that. The footwork's been good. You know, the mechanics have been good. I just want to see those easy passes completed. That's another thing that I'm looking for. Number four, get down and be smart. There is nothing that you can gain by running around in this game. And even like have a little bit of a shorter shot clock in your head, knowing that it's like, all right, if you're at three, four seconds, let's start getting rid of the football. You don't want to be taking big hits in this game. The worst thing that could happen for any team is a QB1 going down in any preseason action. And this entire season is built around developing Jordan Love. If all of a sudden he goes down in a preseason game because he's taking too much time in the pocket or running around, scrambling, etc., now your season's potentially like your whole goal of this season's in jeopardy because of a, a poor decision to hold on to it too long or run around in a preseason game. So be smart, get down, throw the ball away, live to see another down. It's not worth taking a massive hit in a preseason game. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Next is find a rhythm. And I talked about hitting those layups, but can you get the, and I'm not just talking about Jordan. I'm talking about this offense. Can you get the offense in a rhythm and moving down the field? That's what I really, I think that's the next step for this young offense that has a ton of talent at wide receiver and tight end. We know it's young talent and we know there's going to be a high level of variance there, but can you start getting this offense in a little bit more of a rhythm and not incomplete, check down, miss throw down the field, check down, short five yard throw, and then, you know, and then once every 20 plays, it's a gorgeous play down the field. Like, can we just see a little bit more of a consistent rhythm with this offense? And again, Rome's not going to be built in the day. I don't expect this to be perfect in preseason game one, but I just want to see a little bit more of that rhythm and consistency on offense. And then last but not least, Jordan Love related is nothing to do with Jordan Love. It's nothing to do with the Packers. It's nothing to do with the offensive line. It's nothing to do with any of that. It's everything to do with us. And I'm preaching to myself and all of Packer fans. Let's not overreact. 
It is one preseason game, and I don't care if he goes out there on two drives and puts two 80-yard touchdown drives together that are picture-perfect. He goes 15 for 15 with 160 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, perfect passer rating, 100 billion PFF grade. It's a preseason game with a lot of vanilla defense, and not. I'm sure a lot of the starters aren't playing a ton, and they're rotating guys in and out. They're not game planning for Jordan Love. We have to take that with a grain of salt. On the flip side, if he goes out three drives, they go three and out or whatever, and he's you know 0 for six with two interceptions or whatever. Yeah, that would probably maybe we could react a little bit more harshly to that. But you get my point. There, Green Bay also not game planning for a Cincinnati Bengals defense. It could have a lot to do with pressure, whatever the case may be. Whatever happens is not going to be the ultimate indicator of who Jordan Love is as a quarterback. So whether it's an A or an F or anything in between, it's just one small preseason game. And in fact, it's just two or three drives from one small preseason game. So whatever happens, let's do our best to not overreact, good, bad, or ugly, and just understand that this is going to be a super long journey. It is not a sprint. It is a marathon. And there's going to be a ton of ebbs and flows through the course of the season and Jordan Love's career. And this is just another step along the way of that. My other expectation in this game is that the defense is dominant. Yes, that the defense is dominant. They dominated practice by all accounts, by from the Bengals beat writers to the Packers beat writers. They dominated practice, and I expect a very similar result in this game. Your quarterbacks for the Bengals are Trevor Simeon, Jake Browning, and Reed Sinet. You and, and I know that some of the Packers starters, I don't care. The Green Bay Packers have great depth overall on defense. Like they may not have like the you know two great starting safeties, but they've got four starting caliber safety, or at least in that conversation, right? So like you're going to go into this game maybe three quarters in with Darnell Savage, you know, uh, you know whoever's out there, Tavarius Moore and Rudy Ford and that entire group, uh, Jonathan Owens, like they could play a huge chunk of this game. Even Anthony Johnson Jr. I think has some upside there, right? Dallin Levitt, like those six could play the entire game at safety. So like same thing at corner. Like I think Carrington Valentine's going to play a ton in this game. I actually really like the Packers depth at inside linebacker and Eric Wilson and Tariq Carpenter. I think the edge rushers, you're going to see a lot of Brenton Cox, some Justin Hollins, and even a Keyshawn Banks, who's pretty darn good. You're going to see a ton of Jonathan Ford and Colby Wooden and Carl Brooks. This is a team that has good depth and you're going against a, a team in Cincinnati who's probably not going to play their starters a ton. I don't know if we're going to see Jamar Chase or T. Higgins or Tyler Boyd at all. And even if we do, I think it's going to be extremely limited. I would expect Joe Mixon to be extremely limited if playing at all. And this is a, a defense that's probably going to be going to a bunch against guys like Mac Hippenheimer and Kwame Lassiter. Yes, those are two real Bengals wide receivers. And I'm going to be keeping a massive eye out for Mac Hippenhammer. What, what a massively amazing name. So I, I'll be cheering for all things Green Bay Packers. But if the Bengals do have to score a touchdown, you can bet your bottom dollar and sweet money that I am going to be cheering that it's Mac Hippenhammer is the one that comes down with it for the Cincinnati Bengals. But this is a matchup that the Packers defense should dominate. And I want to see them do that, even though it's preseason, even though that the Bengals starters aren't playing it, whatever, I don't care. I want to see the Packers defense go out and dominate this game because they should go out and dominate this game. Some fun matchups to watch. So you've got Bengals second round pick, DJ Turner, a corner, super fast corner. He got beat by Romeo Dobbs in practice the other day. You're going to probably see him play a decent amount on defense for them. 
You're going to see him go up against Samore Toure, you know, maybe a little Romeo Dobbs early in the game. I think we could see him go up against Jaden Reed, Dontavian Wicks, Malik Heath, Grant Dubose if he plays. Like those should be some potentially really fun matchups to watch with one of the top picks by the Bengals against some really fun young Packers wide receiver. So that'll be a matchup I'm keeping an eye on. Bengals first round pick, Miles Murphy. We could see early him go against, you know, Zach Tom, but I think we're going to see a lot of him against Yash Nyman, Caleb Jones, Rashid Walker, and Luke Tenuta. And I'm really interested to see how those four offensive tackles hold up against the Bengals first overall pick or first round pick in Miles Murphy. Bengals fourth round pick, Charlie Jones, a fun wide receiver. We could see a lot of him uh, matched up against Carrington Valentine, which could be a very fun matchup. And then uh, Green Bay Southwest graduate, Max Sharping. If you remember him, again, graduated from Green Bay Southwest. You could see him get a lot of time against Carl Brooks, Colby Wooden, and Jonathan Ford. So a bit of a local high school kid against some of the top Green Bay uh, young defensive linemen. And then third round pick for the Bengals, Jordan Battle, the safety out of Alabama, 6-1. You could see him get matched up in some fun matchups against Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft at tight end. So just kind of some young, fun, talented players on both sides that could be going up against each other. And, you know, we're not going to see a lot of the starters in this game, but you could still see some of these young, talented players who are going to be starters either this year or down the line for both of these teams going up against each other for a huge chunk of this game. Some other players to watch. I did do a full episode on who to watch this preseason. I just did it a couple days ago. So if you want a deeper dive into this, go check that episode out. But really quick, of course, Jordan Love, the entire rookie class is going to be must watch. The backup offensive tackles, Caleb Jones, uh, Rashid Walker, and Luke Tenuta. The number three running back battle. I think it's going to be Patrick Taylor getting the first dibs. Remember they said each of the three running backs would get a game as the primary back, meaning Patrick Taylor, Tyler Goodson, and Lou Nichols. Nichols is hurt right now. So this is either going to be Tyler Goodson or Patrick Taylor. It seemed like Patrick Taylor got the majority of the times working with the starters this week more than Goodson did. So I would expect Taylor, but whoever it is, that's going to be a big audition for that player. Sean Ryan is coming into his own. I want to watch more of him. The safety battle. Alex Magoo, PFF was at practice the other day and they actually, I forget which one of the guys it was, but they tweeted out that Magoo had a better practice than Clifford and think they, they thought that Magoo could ultimately challenge for the number two spot. I have not seen that in the other practices. I felt like Clifford has been ahead of Magoo, but Magoo had a huge touchdown pass against Malik, against the Bengals to Malik Heath the other day. And it is something that I think is at least worth keeping an eye on to see how Magoo does in this game. And can he get himself in that number two quarterback discussion? And then you've got the punter battle and just special teams as a whole. Anders Carlson, you've got the punter battle. And a lot of these roster spots, the the last handful of spots are going to come down to the special team. So I think those are the things that you can kind of be watching for in this game. As far as my predictions go for this extremely important Friday night preseason game, Packers are currently four and a half point favorites. I think you're going to see a little bit more time from Green Bay starters than you are from the Bengals starters. And of course, Joe Burrow is out with the injury. I think the Bengals probably pretty clearly have the better overall like starting roster on the whole. If I'm saying like if they were playing in the regular season this week and everyone was healthy, I think everyone would be very much on Cincinnati. But with all of the starters not not playing much, if at all, for the Bengals and Green Bay's barely playing at all. It comes down to a battle of depth and backup quarterbacks. And I think Green Bay actually has the much better depth between these two teams. I think both teams are going to really struggle to move the ball. So my uh, final, pred- well, before I get to final prediction, the over-under on this game is 35 points. And it's... I, 
do whatever opposite I say when it comes to betting. Do not use this for any gambling advice because I am terrible at all of that and you should never trust me. But I think if I had to do over under at 35 points, I might take the under in this game. In fact, my final prediction for this game, Packers win 16 to nine. So I think they covered the spread. They hit the under in a bit of an ugly uh, offensive scoring game that is dominated by these two defenses. But I'll say 16 to nine Packers uh, in this one. The biggest battle, of course, is going to be injuries. And the biggest thing that we want to keep an eye out for is we're hoping for no injuries and that when we get back to practice on Monday, that the vast majority, if not all of these players that play in the game on Friday are able to go out on Monday and practice. So of anything that we want to watch, we want to make sure that these guys are hopefully staying as healthy as possible. That is going to do it for me today. Thank you so much for joining me for this Packers-Bengals pregame show. I will be on happy hour on Friday as well, so you can check that out. So prior to the game, I'll do my normal 4 p.m. Central Time uh, happy hour, so make sure to join that. Grab a drink, bring some questions, and we'll do that uh, prior to the game on Friday or today as you're listening to this. Um, Of course, I'm going to have all of my key takeaways from the game on Saturday's episode, so make sure to look out for that as well. Subscribe, like, comment, give that five-star review if you're listening on Apple or Spotify. Going to do it for me today. Enjoy the game. I'll see you guys soon, but until next time, and as always, go Paco. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.